Welcome to another long-awaited edition of the Sparkles of Gold Astrology Manifesto podcast. My name is Nicolas Polimanakos, a.k.a. Sparkles of Gold. I say long-awaited because for those who have subscribed to my audio podcast channel, you have not heard me do a... Um, weekly transit forecast or an eclipse forecast or something like that. I've been uploading three questions interviews here, uh, here and there. Um, I've been very busy uh, with my own practice, which I'm, I'm totally fortunate. I'm not complaining. I'm My YouTube channel, which I'm just trying to do, which I will be doing a video after I'm done with this podcast, but also with a side project that I'm involved in within the astrology world that is taking up a lot of my time. And hopefully we'll be done here uh, within the next month and a half. Saying that, I just wanted to let you know why I haven't been doing these weeklies, which I actually miss doing. And so we're going to do one. Um, this is going to be a slash lunation podcast that deals with the full moon that happens in Pisces on September 30th. But I'm making and recording this podcast on the 27th, the Sunday uh, several days before this, and I'm going to talk about today's Sundays to 27th transits and, and the next couple days and lead up into the full moon because I think it's very important. And the details and the spice and color I'll bring with the days from before into the full moon, it will totally make sense why. All right, so let's get into this. Officially on the title, I might put full moon in Pisces, right? But uh, we're going to talk about right now. I am recording this podcast about 1.50 p.m. Pacific on Sunday, August 27th, um, at around 1.28 in the morning earlier. And this story has been applying even before I recorded this the last several days. Um, we are in and have had a sun opposite Saturn connection. So basically the sun in Virgo is on one end and Saturn is on the other. Uh, if we were to look at this astronomically, <laughs> we're in the middle. <laughs> so, you know, right now in this, this type of uh, visual planetary um, uh, situation, Saturn, it's at its brightest right now in the sky. And you're able to see it out there at night. You could see it out there come up. Um, and basically, we're in the middle from Earth viewing Saturn. And on the opposite side of us is the sun. And, and since that's how the opposition works. I say this because of what Saturn brings. And the first thing that comes to my mind and should come into your mind, actually, is restriction. And Saturn's way of imposing restrictions and limits wherever it's touching, whatever it's aspecting, aspecting and connecting to in astrology. So there's reasons for this. And it's pretty much like a reevaluation or a gut check. And this happens every once a year where the sun's going to be opposite uh, of Saturn. So we think about rules, temporary rule sets. We think about uh, restriction and, and authority and slowing things down. And here on this weekend of the 27th, we've had, you know, a story here in a sense that's been built up for a little bit because Mars has been in Virgo for almost two months now, close to that. And it is 
about to leave, and I should say I should say that again. It has left and gone into Libra today while I make this uh, podcast on the 27th also. That happened at earlier this morning at 6.19 a.m. So Mars entered Libra, but it was, in, it was in Virgo for a while. And Mars in Virgo pretty much aspected since the beginning of the transit. Saturn, Jupiter, and all the outer body planets, and like last week, it trined Pluto at the end. It did a lot of good work, I think, and in a way in conjunction, not literally planetary conjunction, but along with Mercury being in Virgo. Now we are in the Virgo birthdays too. As if you don't know, Mercury right now is retrograde in Virgo. So there's a lot of Virgo energy and storylines that have been going on for them almost two months now in different phases and chapters. We also want to say that Venus is still retrograde in Leo. I'll get to that a little bit later. So now Mars leaves Virgo and goes into Libra. But the Virgo story and the restriction that Saturn and Pisces is putting on is very prevalent right now. And things do not move fast. Not only that, when you have Venus retrograde and Mercury retrograde, you could see now the type of movement is slow and stationing. Within 24 hours of this, tomorrow on the Monday, at 7.38 p.m., Uranus is going to station retrograde. And it's pretty much you could see now with a lot of planetary bodies are pretty much backwards or going retrograde. Pluto's that way. Neptune is that way right now. Saturn is retrograde, right? Now we have Uranus is going to be retrograde. Jupiter, soon to be. So for me, this Sun-Saturn connection is like a uh, fortification of non-movement. And if we look to the rulers of the Sun-Saturn opposition, Sun being in Virgo, ruled by Mercury in Virgo, which is retrograde. We go look to the ruler of Saturn in Pisces. It's Jupiter slowing down, soon to go retrograde. So there's a lot of this uh, uh, foot on the gas, foot on the brake pedal. And I think this is actually going to continue all the way into September. Uh, is my is my feeling, and I'll explain a little bit more. So here with Saturn, it's already wanting to crystallize and give structure to the Piscean story in nature here since March, uh, which Pisces story has a tendency not to have any boundaries, water spilling everywhere, water mutating in its different forms from from ice to slush to <laughs> to to a cold river if you it needs a container at times and saturn here for the next two and a half years is providing rules and restriction in a container so pisces can crystallize its vision a vision that's always going to be ruled by jupiter so saying that um we want to know that when it comes to what you're responsible in the virgo part of your chart and the pisces part of your chart there are opposite of each other, you might be seeing this restriction and these details playing out. A lot of the work that's been done in the Virgo part of your chart the last several weeks um, might come to a stalemate this weekend. And it actually leads, leads to the full moon in Pisces that happens on Wednesday. Now, you can only gauge that for yourself of like how far you are 
with structure and detail in the Virgo part of your chart and how you have been doing with in your Pisces part of your chart with Saturn newly transiting there this year. You know, have you been contemplating uh, rules and boundaries in those areas of your chart? Have you been uh, um, looking at the details of that? Um, do you feel isolated where Saturn is in Pisces in your chart? It's this weekend that isolation has come into the Virgo realm, right? So these are like examples and key features of this. What I will tell you is, is if you're feeling alone or you feel like it's not the time to have a conversation with certain people, it's always weird when Mercury's retrograde too right now, is contemplation, meditation, hiding in the background is pretty good, actually. I know all of you can't do that. And, you know, understood. So know that if you have to have certain interactions and stuff, that to take it really slow and that you have to review and uh, details and conversations and interactions and transactions. And there possibly be could be, uh, you know, walls blocking your way or resistance in those areas. And this is the time, if you can, to step back and look at it and reevaluate those areas. And honestly, for a lot of us, the last, I think, two, three days with this Saturn-Sun opposition happening, I think wanting to lay low. The moon's in Capricorn while I do this podcast, and it's adding a more serious Saturnian influence. And it's also on its way uh, on Monday to make a conjunction with Pluto and Capricorn. So I wanted to start off the podcast by just saying that, right? And that when we get into the 28th on Monday... The moon in Capricorn is going to square the nodes and and eventually early in the morning is going to conjunct Pluto, which I always like to make a note of, then goes into Aquarius. But it's later on in the night on Monday, the 28th, 7.38 p.m., that Uranus and Taurus officially, mathematically, completely stops to go retrograde for months now. It's already been doing this for a week or more, like the slowing down has just been slowly happening. And so we need to take note of this, okay? Because it's also connected to um, the Venus and Leo story that's transpired over the last several months too. And that's for another podcast. <laughs> if you watch my YouTube videos, you will know what I'm talking about. When we get into the 29th, um, that moon in Aquarius is going to make several aspects in opposition to Venus in Leo retrograde, squaring Jupiter and Taurus, another fixed sign, um, and squaring the newly retrograde planet Uranus. So now I've shown you the three days, the 27th, 20th, and 29th. There isn't exactly a super flow or some interesting aspects that we can um, depend on in a sense. Saturn in all this is somewhat dependable as in this restriction. We know it's dependable. That's going to be restrictive and bring up those uh, responsibilities that need to be dealt with, possible alienation, all those things. So we can expect that. But we can expect all of that going into Wednesday in the full moon in Pisces. That full moon is going to happen officially at 6.35 p.m. Pacific time. It happens at 7 degrees Pisces. And I personally think this is challenging considering the last three-day buildup because bef officially before the, uh, the time of 
and I want to make sure I said that, yeah, 6.35 p.m. Pacific, earlier in the day, the Pisces moon starts at 6.56 a.m. Pacific, and at 12.32 p.m., it exactly conjuncts and is together with Saturn and Pisces in the sky. Now, I hope you could see the picture of Saturn, which made its opposition to the sun in Virgo and still is at this point. In my mind, it still is. It still is uh, even though the sun's moving ahead, it's still there and it's reinforced and, and enhanced here on the full moon day with a moon-Saturn opposition. And so when we officially get to the full moon in Pisces later on that evening, Saturn is there with the moon. And so this story of restriction, um, the the rules involved, the um, the work that needs to be done has pretty much been exposed for the last three days and it's brought to a culmination place where if we think about what a full moon is, the uh, the shadows are illuminated. And we can really focus on where in the Virgo and Pisces part of your chart. And if you don't know that part of your chart, you can go to astroseek.com or astro.com and get your free chart there. You could also get a hold of me. I'll send you a free chart if you don't have one. I'll tell you what your rising sign is and, you know, see your chart. But basically, you want to you wanna look at the uh, um, Virgo and Pisces parts of your chart. Now, I think it's important here to know that things are always in passing, <laughs> that uh, life moves and there's different cycles. Some are, sh- are short in passing. Some take a longer time to move and pass. But if we're dealing with Saturn, it takes a longer time. And uh, if you feel like you've had some force against you, a restriction towards you in the Pisces and Virgo parts of your chart, uh, that you can't do what you want at a certain pace, um, recognize that. And recognize that the, 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 the possible reasons for that. And I always like to take Saturn work as in one has to accept temporary rule sets that are given to them wherever Saturn is doing something to your chart. And in this case, it's Pisces and Virgo. And that we have to take the time and contemplate what is actually happening there. And, and uh, it's a reevaluations of the pillars and foundations in those parts of your chart. It's what Saturn does a lot of the times. It, it brings life situations where you have to stop and 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 take note and not only that uh assess and and look at the fears that are coming up in those parts of the chart you can even look to your natal chart and wherever saturn is know that from a modern psychological view and even in the past that that it has to do with what we fear wherever saturn is in your chart and if we do a little bit of saturn work day by day we can use that fear and build up uh, pillars and foundations and eventually become knowledgeable and the wisdom that comes through that knowledge, we become the authority on the subject. So uh, it seems like the authority is on you, but you could turn that story around. I come from that uh, approach as a practitioner, as an astrologer, to use planets that way, if possible. Some are easier than others. Some situations or aspects or certain life zones and cycles are easier than others. Some are harder. But I like to take that approach because we do have power. We do make choices. So recognize the restrictions in this Pisces full moon. And in my, if you're a Pisces, especially, you 
probably been dealing with a story of restriction since March and certain reality checks coming in. And a lot, some of you Pisces don't deal necessarily in this reality or have a tendency to change realities constantly and self-identify with other realities, other people, other situations. And I think here with this type of week, that that comes to a place of like, what is real and what is not? Saturn brings reality. I need to confront this reality if I haven't already. And if I have been doing the, the steps necessary to deal with that, um, this is a major checkpoint in that story. So yes, it's a week filled with challenges here. And um, we'd like to catch a break. All these retrograde planets. We, have, we Last time we had a bunch of retrograde planets like this was actually the beginning of the year. Uh, just to make note, but here we are, you know, so I just want to be good with that. If I break down the day of the full moon a little bit more, uh, Chiron and Aries, which is currently retrograde at 19 degrees, is accepting an inconjunct and a call it a quincunx, inconjunct a quincunx from Mercury and Virgo. Messages aren't getting through. There's wounds in the Aries and Chiron Aries story that haven't been fulfilled or looked at yet. Reason is, is Mercury and Virgo wants to look at the details of those areas. And in one way is being highly critical towards the Chiron and Aries. That's one way the story could look, look here. But in in sense, when we have an inconjunct, they are not seeing each other. The planets aren't really seeing each other. They're like in their blind spots. They're attempting to look at each other, let's say, face-to-face or 180 degrees from each other, but they're not 180 degrees from each other, slightly off. So the messages that Mercury and Virgo are sending to Chiron aren't quite hitting the right spot. And, and Chiron and Aries, because of its sensitivity in this wound story it's been dealing with, is going to take that possible miscommunication in a hard way. Vice versa, some of the, the the airy story of how sensitive and raw and how it wants to impose its will and its will is scarred and with the band-aids of, the, of Chiron and it's dealing with Mercury and Virgo who wants to like play doctor sometimes or get down to the root of things with details and fix things. It's not working out. It's not, they're not flowing together. And I think this is a major backdrop to the full moon here in Pisces. It is... That's another building block, another spice, piece of spice to this chart. Uh, The other thing is uh, Saturn in Pisces at three degrees is not seeing eye to eye with the newly Mars and Libra story. So Saturn's at three degrees, Mars and Libra is at two degrees, and they are both doing the same thing. They're not able to see each other in the chart. And because of that, there's another restrictive element going on. Think about this. Mars and Libra is one of, in a sense, uh, it's bringing up the relationship story here for about a month. And Let's remember, Mars and Libra is ruled by Venus, and Venus is currently in Leo in the sky in the retrograde story. So relationships now are more than ever on the table. And Saturn and Pisces and Mars, they're not seeing eye to eye in this full moon chart either. So, uh, you know, in a sense, there's Libra wants to create harmony, and it can't with the Saturn and Pisces. You know, in a sense, Pisces and Libra are, they have an affinity for each other because they seek harmony in different ways, right? But 
there's some unreasonable expectations here happening with the quincunx in conjunct between Mars and Saturn. So something else is thrown off here in this chart. I will also bring up that Jupiter in Taurus is still squaring the Venus in Leo story. So there's an extravagance. Uh, uh, relationship situations are uh, uh, overblown, possibly past boundaries. Jupiter, you know, inflates things. You have that. You also have Uranus and Jupiter that give a little bit of hope to this chart because they're trining the Mercury at 19 degrees Virgo retrograde. So I won't go too much into that, but I just, for the most part, if I look at everything that's happening this week and I look at this full moon in Pisces, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Especially if you are a Virgo, Pisces, Gemini, or Sagittarius, mutable signs, right? If you have Venus and Leo, uh, the Venus and Leo story, I don't think it's completely flowing here for you all or the Leo part of your chart. So that is one way after not doing one of these podcasts for a while, how I look at this full moon. And if you happen to catch this two days later, um, you can fill in the background and look in what happened from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, when I made this into the full moon, you know, and uh, just remember, we have one, two, three, I'm counting right now, four, five, six, seven planets retrograde in the sky. Be conservative with your expectations in your world right now, especially if you're affected by a lot of what I said in your chart. Take note of things. If you find yourself having to replenish your energy and your vibe, this is the time to do it, right? This is the time. Full moons are intense as always. This is the second full moon within a month. They call it a blue moon. It will be super bright for many people. It's going to be visually there. If you don't have any clouds or, or forest fire smoke like I do in my world and many of your worlds. But if you get to see this, and if you're going to take anything out of it, trust in contemplation Trust in the still place. Trust that there's reasons why things are at a stalemate right now and things are feeling like they're not moving fast enough. You have to trust that. And I think if you get to a trust place, you eventually move through and get to a faith place. And with faith comes optimism, optimism for the future. And if we were going to take a final thing out of this, is that pacing faith and optimism into a Piscean vision in the future that can fulfill itself you just have to be patient but the full moon does illuminate that vision in the pisces part of your chart but it's a time to just look at and evaluate and not necessarily take action down the line when saturn starts to move forward out of its retrograde in pisces get to start to really do the work for this vision that's illuminated during the full moon but it's not all candy and fun here. There's feelings that are hurt. And the byproduct of that, how we process that. Watch the tongue. Know there's unbalance in relationships possibly happening right now. Try to take it easy. Drink a glass of water like I'm about to do right now. <laughs> 
So that's some of my thoughts here. I haven't done this in a while. Um, I'm going to work on a video for a, that's a probably pretty much about the same thing here for YouTube. Um, and yeah, and then I'll try to put out another uh, podcast next week um, because I didn't do a full week here because I think the next podcast and video deserves its own something. And it's because a week from now, from making this on the 27th of August, it will be September 3rd. Yes, we will be in September already. And that is the day that Venus in Leo stations forward and stops its retrograde part. And it's a huge part of the summer and what's been going on. And it's, I think, the biggest transit of the year here. Um, and I'll definitely do an episode on that. So saying that, I have to do call to actions, as in give you information about myself. Um, sparklesofgold.com is where you can find information about booking a session with me. I still have a Venus and Leo session that I'm going to take down here by in a week. Um, my Instagram, please follow me there. My YouTube channel, Sparkles of Gold, that's where I like to live there. I do live streams, have videos about a lot of things I'm talking about here. Um, recently... I was on Melissa LaFara's Energetic Principles podcast. We talk about the whole pretty much month of September dealing with the Virgo birthdays. A lot of some of the stuff I've talked about here, I talked about more in depth with Melissa and with her great show and her viewpoint. We go through so many details and in total Virgo-like fashion about the rest of the month. You can go to her YouTube channel, Energetic Principles. You can find her podcast with your favorite podcast service and take a look at that one. By the way, when I made that one, it was so hot in this room that I had ice on me. You just can't see it in the video. I had ice packs on me. <laughs> That's a, That kind of tells you what I've been dealing with the last month and a half of my life. Um, so there, there's that. Um, I have a patron to support there. They get some of my episodes early. More of that's coming uh, down the line. And I appreciate you. And it's been a while. And I'm glad for those who are listening to this that you have come back. And remember, you owe it to you to do what you want to do. Until next time, I'll see you on the next podcast.